1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive as I am taught the Word of God. My life is changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. If you would turn in your Bibles to John chapter 16, the Gospel of John chapter 16. And today's message is entitled, The Spirit of Truth. Last Sunday, we wrapped up the series on the truth about money. And so if you missed last Sunday or the Sunday before, I would encourage you to watch or listen to those messages. Today's message is entitled, The Spirit of Truth. And we'll primarily be in John chapter 16. Jesus said in John 16 and verse 7, But I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. It is for your good. Say, my good, that I am going away. Now, after his death, burial, and resurrection, and after appearing to his disciples and more than 500 eyewitnesses during a period of 40 days, Jesus ascended into heaven. And right now, Jesus is seated at the right hand of Father God. And one day, sooner than you or I think, he is coming back for a victorious church. Now here on planet Earth, you and I represent Jesus. And he has given us his spirit. He has given us the Holy Spirit to help us. The Holy Spirit is the person of the Trinity at work in the world today. The Holy Spirit is the one who is here with us. And yes, the dove symbolically represents the Holy Spirit, but he is a person. He is a person just as much as Father God is a person. He is a person just as much as Jesus Christ is a person. And he is the one that is here with us. Jesus told his disciples that the Holy Spirit would be with us forever. Jesus said that we would know the Holy Spirit and that he would be with us and he would be in us. Why don't we say this, say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit thank, you thank you that you're with me, with me and you are in me. 
thank you that you will always be with me forever. His voice is the still small voice. We should know him. We should walk with him. We should be led by him. And we should not do anything in our lives that would grieve him or hinder his work in our lives, in our home, in our family, in our work. Now, who is the Holy Spirit and what is his role in our lives? Now, I know, and you could be new, so maybe this is you. I know that when you mention the Holy Spirit, denominational people get nervous, but I don't blame them because I've seen the same nutty things on Christian TV and social media. That's why today's message is the spirit of truth. Say truth. He is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, not the spirit of error or weirdness or unbiblical behavior or fleshly manifestations. What does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? What did Jesus teach his disciples about the Holy Spirit? In Ephesians 4, the Apostle Paul tells us that we are to grow up and mature in Christ so that we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. We are to grow up in Christ, as Paul tells us. He tells us we are to attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The Apostle Peter tells us that we may participate in the divine nature. He says may because it is not guaranteed. We may participate, but we have to do some things. You and I have a part to play. Peter tells us to make our calling and election sure. He warns us. He warns us. Every believer, he warns us to not be ineffective and unproductive in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, which tells me that if I don't stay focused, which tells me if I get, in, get off into nonsense, I can become ineffective and unproductive. And I don't know about you, but if I'm going to live for the Lord, if I'm going to live life his way, if I'm going to be in the house of God every Sunday with my family, I want to be effective and I want to be productive in my saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. In John 16 and verse 16, Jesus told his disciples, all this I have told you so you will not go astray. He warned them then. He warned them that they would face persecution. And then in John 14, John 15, and John 16, he taught them about the Holy Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit is our counselor. Number one, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, whatever translation you use, he is our counselor. He is our counselor. He is the paraclete. He is the one who is always at our side to help us and to counsel us. But the question is this, are we listening? Are we obeying? Are we being led? Or as the book of Hebrews warns, are we like that 
wilderness generation, stubborn, obstinate, disobedient, rebellious, and unbelieving. See, he wants to lead us. He wants to counsel us. He wants to help us. He wants to help us in every area of life. He wants to help us avoid trouble. He wants to help us walk in the blessings of God. But are we listening? Are we obeying? Are we being led? In John 14 and verse 26, Jesus told the disciples, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Say all things. And he will remind you of everything I have said to you. And we'll come back to this. Notice he said that the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything I, Jesus, have said to you. Jesus then told his disciples in John 15 and verse 26, when the counselor comes who I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Then John 16 and verse 7, Jesus said, but I tell you the truth, it is for your good. Say, say, my good. It is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So he is the counselor. He is the paraclete. He is our helper. And he wants to help us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But are, are we listening? Are we yielding? Are we obeying? Are we allowing and permitting ourselves to be led, or are we just doing our own thing? So many, they, they just want to do their own thing. Then they want a miracle bailout. Or they want to minister in the name of the Holy Spirit to lay hands on them and fix it all. But the Bible says, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Now, what's the opposite of that verse? Those that are not led by the Spirit of God are not the sons of God. So you cannot be a follower of Jesus, and you cannot have His Spirit if you do not live an obedient, surrendered, yielded life. Just can't do it. So are we listening? Are we obeying? The Holy Spirit is our divine counselor. Friends, you don't need a therapist. You don't need some worldly counselor who will charge you hundreds of dollars per hour. You don't need some quote-unquote friend whose life is a total disaster giving you advice. You have the greatest helper in the entire universe, the Holy Spirit. You have the greatest counselor in the entire universe, the Holy Spirit. But are we listening? Are we obeying? Number two, the Holy Spirit teaches us. He reminds us of what Jesus taught, and he testifies about Jesus. Number two, the Holy Spirit teaches us. He reminds us of what Jesus taught, and he testifies about Jesus. As John tells us, Jesus is the Word made flesh. And so what does the Holy Spirit teach us? The Holy Spirit teaches us the Word of God. The Holy Spirit teaches us the Word of God. Not nonsense, not error, not weirdness, not the latest fad. He teaches us the living truth of the Word of God. 
John 14, 26, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Say all things. All things. And he will remind you of everything I have said to you. The Holy Spirit, he teaches us all things. And he reminds us of everything that Jesus has said. So not nonsense, not error, not weirdness, not the latest doctrine or teaching or what's popular on Christian TV, not the words or the lies of the latest Christian celebrity, not the words or the lies of the latest worldly celebrity, not the word or the lies of the latest political celebrity. The Holy Spirit teaches us all things, and he reminds us of everything. Who said? Jesus. He points to Jesus. He teaches us the words of Jesus. He teaches us to follow Jesus. And if you're not consumed by Jesus, then it is another spirit leading you and guiding you and directing you. He points to Jesus. He testifies about Jesus. He reminds us of everything Jesus has said. The words of Jesus, the word of God, not the words of men. In John 15 and verse 26, Jesus said, He, the Holy Spirit, he will testify about me, about Jesus. The Holy Spirit always points to Jesus. Friends, if it's not leading people to Jesus, it is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not glorify men. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. The Holy Spirit does not point to men. The Holy Spirit points to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. He teaches us. He reminds us of everything Jesus taught, and he testifies about Jesus. He points unsaved men and women to Jesus, and he reminds us as believers, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? How would Jesus act? Would Jesus conduct himself or speak or act in that way? He always points to Jesus. Number three, the Holy Spirit has been given for our good. Say, for my good. John 16, 7, but I tell you the truth, it is for your good. Your good and my good. It is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So the Holy Spirit of God has been sent for our good. When we are not led by him, we grieve him. When we don't listen to him, we grieve him. When we, we, we know what the word of God says, but we do otherwise, we grieve him. When we live a life that is fleshly, we grieve him. When we live by the flesh and not by the spirit, we grieve him. When we don't walk in the light, we grieve him. When we don't walk in truth and in the truth of God's word, we grieve him. So I plead with you, do not resist the Holy Spirit. Don't be hard-hearted. Do not resist the Holy Spirit. See, why do people go to worldly friends and worldly counselors and worldly relationships for advice? Because they know what the Word says. They know what the still small voice of the Holy Spirit says. They know what their pastors will say. And so they're looking for someone who will tell them what they want to hear. But that is not 
the Holy Spirit. And he is here to help us. He has been given for our good. When we don't walk in the truth, we grief. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. He has been sent for our good, not to diminish us, not to hinder us. He has been sent to help us. And he wants to help you in every area of life. The problem you're having in dating, he wants to help you with. The problem you're having in marriage, he wants to help you with. The problems you're having at work, he wants to help you with. He'll give you ideas. How did Abraham have the ideas he had? How did Isaac have the ideas he had? How did Jacob have the ideas he had? By the Spirit of God. How did Joseph know what to do when tough times were ahead? By the Spirit of the Lord. He wants to help you, but are you listening? Are you obeying? Are you allowing yourself to be led by him? He has been sent for our good. Number four, the Holy Spirit convicts. Number four, the Holy Spirit convicts. John 16, verse 8, when he comes, the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world. And the, the word there for a world is cosmos. That is everyone. You know, we do our best to be kind, to be gracious, but there is a lot of garbage out there. So you've got to be careful about what you watch and what you listen to. And just because it's on Christian TV or Christian this or that doesn't mean it's safe. And there, there's a generation of believers and they want to hear that it doesn't matter how we live. doesn't matter what we do. And that they want to hear grace without conviction. Well, that's not the grace of God's word. And the Holy Spirit, he convicts, he convicts the cosmos, he convicts the world, he convicts everyone. In regard to, uh, he convicts the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world, Satan, now stands condemned. So the Holy Spirit convicts. He convicts the world. He convicts everyone. He convicts sinners, and he convicts the righteous. The Holy Spirit brings conviction regarding sin, righteousness, and judgment. So that, that's why when there's a meeting that's out of control and there's no talk of sin, righteousness, or judgment, that ain't the Holy Spirit. And I know people take the verse where Peter said, these men are not drunk as you suppose, and they use it to justify anything and everything. But when the power of the Lord is present, people respond in different ways. Some people have trouble standing. Some people cry or weep. Some people have the joy of the Lord. But if it's God, it is, only, it is always truly worshipful and reverent and holy. But if it's fleshly, that isn't the Lord. That isn't the Spirit of God. He convicts. The Holy Spirit brings conviction regarding sin and righteousness and judgment. The Holy Spirit convicts sinners, pointing them to Christ. The Holy Spirit convicts us believers, 
pointing us back to the Word of God, reminding us of what Jesus has said and of everything he said and taught. Every great revival in history has been preceded by God's people coming under great conviction. As Peter says, judgment begins where? Judgment begins in the house of God. So the Holy Spirit says to us, don't grieve me. Don't do that. Don't head down that road. Don't, don't date that person. Don't marry that person. Don't, don't go into business with that person. Don't go there. Don't live there. Don't do this. Don't do that. And then he speaks in the positive. Do this. Do that. Be a blessing. But are we listening? Are we obeying? Are we being led? If you don't get convicted, your conscience has become seared as with a hot iron. And friend, I love you, but you're on your way to hell. If you don't get convicted about anything, you are not walking with the Lord, you are not being led by the Spirit, and you are on your way to hell. In a culture that tells us we can live any way we want, the Holy Spirit reminds us of who we are in Christ, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, and that we ought to live as if we are the righteousness of God in Christ. He reminds us of who we are. He reminds us that we should actually live this life as those who have been redeemed, as the sons and daughters of God. He reminds us that we should live a life pleasing to God. He reminds us that we should walk in the lights. Read, read 1 John. If we claim to walk in the light and yet don't, we are deceived and if we're going to be in the light, we have to walk in the light. The Holy Spirit reminds us that we should live by faith. He reminds us in 2021 that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He reminds us that we should be salt and light in today's world. He reminds us that we should walk in love. He reminds us that we should forgive if we want to be forgiven. He reminds us to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. He reminds us of all that Jesus taught. Remember, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would come for our good. Say, say, my good. My good. Now, if we're honest, conviction doesn't feel good, but it is always for our good. Amen. It doesn't feel good, but it is always for our good. And that is one of the roles of the Holy Spirit to convict. And he's not trying to hurt you or to hinder you. He's not trying to take all the fun out of life. He's trying to help you walk in God's best. But he is a gentleman. He will not make you. He will not force you. You have to yield. You have to surrender. You have to listen. You have to be led. You have to be submissive. You have to be obedient. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Number five, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Say truth. truth. And he guides us into all truth. Say truth again. Truth. He is the spirit of truth, and he guides us into all truth. John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and he guides us into all truth. 
not error, not weirdness, not unbiblical behavior or fleshly manifestations, not the latest doctrine or social media fad or movement. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and he guides us into all truth. Remember, Peter warns us that we can be ineffectual and unproductive. And in our lives as believers, as followers of Christ, we are to be effectual. We are to be productive. When you get into error or weirdness or nonsense, then you will be ineffectual and unproductive. When Satan distracts you and gets your focus off God and gets your focus off the Word of God, when he distracts you from being productive for the kingdom of God and your family, then you will be ineffectual and unproductive. When you put all your hopes in men and women who will let you down every time, then you will be ineffectual and unproductive. John 16, 13, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So you might say, Austin, are you telling me to turn off the nonsense? Yes! And you know, if I have a lot fewer friends after today, it's okay by me. I love you. And I want to see you walk in God's best in every area of life. I don't want to you to see you confused or disappointed or messed up or distracted. When he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. And that great sermon on the day of Pentecost, one of the greatest sermons in the history of the church, Peter did not speak of trivialities. He did not speak of Herod or the princes of this world. He spoke of Jesus Christ risen from the dead. He spoke of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He spoke of judgment. He spoke of what is yet to come. We live in a day and age when people say, the Lord told me this and the Lord told me that. But you never hear them say, the Bible says. Christian TV and social media has been filled with nonsense and one false prophecy after another. I turned on something a week or so ago and, and I was so grieved. I just began praying that God would show mercy because there in this Christian program watched by millions of people shared however many times the host was saying well I'm still a believer but he wasn't talking about God. He wasn't talking about Jesus Christ. He wasn't talking about the Holy Spirit, he was talking about a man. The Bible says some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but I trust, we trust in the Lord. What do I believe? I believe that Jesus was born of a woman. I believe that he gave up all the glory and the splendor of heaven to be born on our behalf. I believe that he was born in a manger. I believe that he lived a perfect life without sin. I believe that he demonstrated the kingdom of God. I believe that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was chastised on our behalf. 
I believe that he took your sins and my sins upon himself. I believe he paid the price you or I could never pay. I believe that he suffered and he died on our behalf. I believe that he did not stay in the grave, but his father raised him from the dead. I believe that what the Bible says, he appeared to more than 500 eyewitnesses. Paul said, many of whom are still living, meaning you could go talk to them if you wanted to. And I believe he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And I believe he is coming back for a victorious church. And I believe that after the judgment of God has been poured out, I believe that he will step foot on Mount Olives once again. You say, Austin, what do you believe? I believe the Bible. What are you standing upon? I am standing upon the living word of God. Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 21, not everyone, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does. Say does. Yes. Only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. In 2021, turn off the distractions. In 2021, stop listening to those whose lives bear no good fruit. Every dream, every word, every vision, every prophecy should be judged by the Word of God. And that includes every Facebook video too, amen? It is the Word of God that is truth. Most biblical prophecy is about the Messiah or the judgment of God or the last days. True biblical words are often words of judgment. True biblical words are often words of conviction. Somebody might say, I want a word. No, you don't. <laughs> want to see some biblical words? Jesus told the rich young ruler, there is one thing you lack. Jesus told Peter he would deny him three times. Peter didn't want to hear it, but Jesus spoke the truth. After he restored Peter in John 21, Jesus prophesied about Peter's death and said, I tell you the truth, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands Someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. John tells us that Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then Jesus said to Peter, follow me. During the reign of Nero, the Romans crucified Peter. And he did not think it would be fitting to be crucified and to die in the same manner as the Lord. And so they crucified him upside down. When Paul was on his way to Jerusalem for the last time, this is what happened in Acts 21, 10 through 14. After we had been there, Luke, Luke is rehearsing this. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. 
And Agabus had previously prophesied that there would be a famine in the Roman world. A prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt. He tied his own hands and feet with it and said, the Holy Spirit says in this way, the Jews of Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. Every word, every word ought to be judged by the word of God. Don't ever let anyone prophesy over your life whose life doesn't bear good fruit. Don't ever, don't ever let anyone prophesy over your life who's not ahead of you. A true word, that is the Holy Spirit, it is a word from the Holy Spirit, it'll always be a word of confirmation. God, God's not going to tell someone something about your life that he has not already told you. He might just use them, so you see it's a, it's a word of confirmation. But he, he's not going to tell someone something about your life he's not already told you. we got to have discernment. And Satan is lining up a million distractions a minute to hinder us from walking in the blessing of God. Probably 15 years ago now, Jessica and I were at a minister's meeting, faith people, full gospel people, but they had these two weirdo lady prophetesses there. And when I say weird, just picture that however you want it, amen? And they, they let them speak over someone there. None of it lined up with the word of God. It was weird, it was strange, it was not the Holy Spirit, it was spiritism. Well, we were weirded out. We were ready to go home. Then one of these ladies, the next day, approached Jessica and I and said, well, we have a word for you. Do you want to hear it? No. <laughs> well, we have a word for you. And if you bring your tape recorder, you can record it. And I thought, how strange. Prophetesses that don't even know what year we're living in. And now we don't use tape recorders anymore. <laughs> See, if you get distracted from being a doer of the word, Satan will line up a million distractions. And Satan doesn't have to possess a dog. He can just use all the willing people. And if you've got a bunch of unsaved friends that still tell you what to do and influence you, he, he doesn't need to line anybody up. He's got plenty of willing volunteers. God will never give someone a word for your life that he has not already spoken to you. A true word will always be a word of confirmation. The Holy Spirit's voice is the still, small voice. We know his voice by the word of God. He will never lead you to do anything that contradicts the written word of God. If you want a word from God, friend, open up your Bible. Open up the word of God. Read it, study it, 
hear it in church every Sunday morning and every Wednesday night and start being a doer of God's word. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and he guides us into all truth. And when you focus on things other than the truth of God's word, it will hinder your productivity and focus. When you focus on things other than the truth of God's word, it will hinder your level of blessing and prosperity. I did not have one down day or one day of disappointment in 2020. And I did not have one day of confusion in 2020 or 2021. You might say, how could that be? Because my faith and my trust and my hope is in Jesus Christ. And I stand upon his word. That is the rock upon which I stand. And as we used to sing, that is the anchor from my soul, firm and secure. My faith, my hope, my trust, my confidence is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not in men, not in women, not the words of men and women, not in this prophecy or that prophecy. No, my hope and my trust is in Jesus Christ and his word. John 16, 13, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and he guides us into all truth. The Holy Spirit doesn't lie to people. The Holy Spirit doesn't tell people what they want to hear. The Holy Spirit doesn't tell people what they want to hear with their itching ears. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. Number six, last point. This is short, but it's important. The Holy Spirit brings glory to Jesus by making all things that belong to Jesus ours. The Holy Spirit brings glory to Jesus by making all things that belong to Jesus ours. John 16, beginning in verse 14, he will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. But see, you can't have it made known to you if you're not in the word of God. You can't have it made known unto you if you're not listening in prayer, if you don't have a prayer time. You can't have it made known to you if you're in church once a month or once every other month. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you all. Say all. all. You might say, Austin, what does that mean? What is the deep meaning of the word all? All. It means all, everything. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Hallelujah. Paul put it this way in 1 Corinthians 3, beginning in verse 21. 1 Corinthians 3, beginning in verse 21. So then, no more boasting about men. What a word for 2020. Amen. What a word for 2021. No more boasting about men. All things are yours whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours and you are of Christ and Christ is of God. In 2021, don't be distracted. Don't be tossed to and fro. Don't be caught up in false men, false messiahs, false hopes. Focus on what matters. In 2021, walk in the truth of God's word. 
Let the Holy Spirit be your comforter, your counselor, your guide. He wants to help you. Let him help you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you, guide you, and direct you into all truth and all understanding. John 16, 13, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Let him guide you into the truth in your life, in your family, in your marriage, in your work, in what you do, what you do for the kingdom of God. Let him guide you into all truth. All things are yours in Christ. All things are ours. And he wants to make them known to us. But we can't live distracted. We've got to live focused, focused on God, focused on his word, led by the Holy Spirit. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.